0: How's it going guys Miguel here with CFS recovery in this video I'm going to be talking about how to deal with insomnia when you're going through recovery now insomnia super common I went through years and years of insomnia myself and it's interesting actually before I even got CFS and had all these crazy symptoms even when I was still functional and going to school and working out I actually dealt with some pretty bad insomnia I think from the ages of five or six I could just rarely fall asleep I remember being in daycare And all the kids around me were able to sleep like that in five seconds. And here I was staring at the ceilings, playing with the pillows and blankets, and I just could not sleep. I feel like I've always had that kind of wired feeling in me. There were times when I could sleep, and most of what I remember growing up, I just had sleeping issues. Now, if you're new to my channel, my name is Miguel, and I've recovered from my hypersensitive nervous system issues. At my worst, just to paint a picture for you, I was... Hospitalized, bed bound. I had to get spoon fed for months. Uh, I couldn't shower for weeks at a time. And I was just in a really bad place. My entire journey with this illness was about four and a half, just under five years. I had seen 25 to 30, I can't even count, doctors, specialists, tried multiple treatments. And the only thing that really helped me was neuroplasticity training, basically brain rewiring that a doctor showed me when I was at my absolute worst. Today, I live a life of thriving health. I can exercise, I could travel, I could work full-time. So essentially, I have been through the absolute worst parts, the deepest trenches of this CFS illness, and I've come off the other side in one piece, right? And I help people just like yourself get over that hurdle and overcome this challenge as well. So back to what I was talking about, insomnia. This is something that can really start to frustrate people and keep them in that cycle of having a heightened nervous system. Now we have to go back to the principles of recovery. What is the number one thing that will help you recover? What's the number one needle mover in your journey? It is one responding well to symptoms. That's the golden rule. If you can respond well to symptoms, then you don't get stuck in this spiral, this downward spiral in this cycle of symptoms and then getting anxious or frustrated or worry about the symptoms, which equals more symptoms, which equals more frustration and worry. Any negative emotional experience that we have is not ideal for putting your nervous system in a place of healing. What we're trying to do is shift you more from a place of fight or flight to a place of rest and digest. What we're really trying to do is get you grounded and get your nervous system back into a balanced place because right now it's very wired. Now, when it comes to sleep, With everybody we work with, we typically see people who are very tired, very run down throughout the day, especially in the morning. Morning seem to be most people's worst parts of the day. And it's interesting as the day goes on, they actually feel better and better to the point where nighttime rolls around and it's 9, 10, 11 PM. And now they have all this energy. They feel a little bit more normal. So the whole thinking behind that is, wow, this is the few hours of the day I feel Kind of decent. Let me actually enjoy it. So they end up staying late really to cash in on that decent energy feeling they have because they've waited all day. And just when they're starting to feel a bit better, it's like, okay, it's time to shut it down or go to sleep. And people tend to stay up quite late. That's scenario one where people stay up quite late. And scenario two is you'll wake up in the middle of the night, maybe with nocturnal panic attacks. Maybe you wake up because you haven't to go to the washroom or for any reason whatsoever, maybe your body doesn't allow you to sleep for more than two hours at a time. There was a time when every two to three hours I'd have to wake up and I'd have to eat something because it felt like my blood sugar just completely crashed, right? And I needed to eat something within the next 30 seconds or it felt like I was going to pass out, even though I was sleeping. So that's another thing to, you know, really take a look at. Just know that this is very common. It happens with nearly everybody at some point in their recovery. So what do you have to do in those situations? How do you beat insomnia? And I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but if you can't sleep, you have to do your best not to get frustrated about it, right? You don't want to start thinking about, okay, I can't sleep. How is this going to affect me tomorrow? Am I going to be a complete wreck tomorrow? Is this making me go backwards? Those thoughts don't serve you at all. If you can't sleep, you can't sleep. No need to put yourself in a deeper hole mentally and emotionally than you're already in, right? Your body is already stressed. That's why it can't sleep. So having the self-talk and the self chatter going on, it really does nothing to alleviate the situation. In fact, it only makes it worse. So the best thing you can do is just lie there, and close your eyes, feel how soft the bed is, roll over, change positions, hug the pillow, whatever you can do just to, you know, try to keep your body physically rested. Right? Insomnia. A lot of times, we can be physically resting, but your mind feels like it's running 100 miles per hour. But at least if you're lying there, you know at least you're trying to give your body physical rest. At least your muscles are getting some kind of physical rest, right? And that's the best rest you can do in that moment. So sometimes the best thing to do is just lie there, close your eyes, and focus on your breathing, right? And put your body in the best position possible to initiate healing and rest. Now, there are other times when, especially if you're more functional and you can actually move around the house, you can read, you can listen to music. Sometimes it might be 2 or 3 a.m. and you won't be able to sleep and you just have that wired energy. Like you can't sit still. Sometimes it's actually better for you to get up, go walk around the house, go read a few pages of a book, listen to a podcast or something, listen to light music. And sometimes that's better than lying there because if you're lying there, and you're really wired, your mind will go down all these mental rabbit holes. It's going to take you to Pluto. It's going to take you to a different galaxy, right? It's going to have all these different timelines going on in your head. It's like you're living in a different world. So sometimes that's not always the best case, especially if you're dealing with lots of symptoms because you will start to ruminate on things. You'll start to worry about the future or ruminate on the past. Start to really feel sorry for yourself. So sometimes you need to take your attention during that time period and Put it on something else whether it's a book or music or something just walk around the house get that jittery energy out by standing up and going to another room or something go lie down on the couch ultimately you want to do everything you can to minimize the amount of frustration you feel with insomnia and if you could do that and if you can learn to quiet down the nervous system this takes time this doesn't happen overnight you can really really start to see great results in terms of getting rid of the insomnia and you know, everything ties into one another. It's not like you can fix the insomnia and then your CFS symptoms go away, right? It's not like you can fix one specific thing and then the insomnia goes away. It's all kind of intertwined together. So don't get too focused on chasing down symptoms. I guarantee you insomnia is not the one thing that's gonna change everything. It may be one of the big factors, but it's not everything. You need to focus on recovery as a whole. And I know it can be very confusing trying to chase down these symptoms and insomnia. Trust me. I know because there was a time when I didn't know if I was awake or asleep. That's how bad my insomnia was. And the more I worried about that, I didn't realize it was keeping my nervous system on edge, keeping my nervous system hypersensitive. I remember growing up, I actually would always think about where my mind goes when I go to sleep and what I realized the issue was losing that sense of control. I always wanted to be in control. And I would think to myself, wait a minute, if I'm unconscious, where's my mind? Like, I don't feel safe with my mind being out there wherever. And I know it's a crazy thought to have. I don't know if you've had this comment down below if if you've had this, but that used to kind of worry me, especially when I was getting more and more sick, more and more debilitated, you know, especially when I was bedridden. It was weird. I just was not thinking rationally. Right. With all the symptoms going on, I could not stop thinking about that. Like, where does my mind go when I fall asleep? Oh, wait, wait. that doesn't make sense. Like, am I dead? What's happening to my consciousness? What's happened to my spirit? Okay. I, I don't trust this. I need some level of control. And I think from what I've experienced is it's the sense of loss of control that is scary when you're trying to sleep. I mean, what do you think is one of the last things you have control over with CFS? right? When you have these mysterious symptoms, especially if you're bedridden, it's really hard to let go of control because that's the one thing you do have control over. You can't really control how much you walk. You can't control who you talk to. A lot of times, you can't even control what you eat, how often you can go to the washroom, how often you can shower. You're kind of like robbed of all your freedoms, right? So the one thing you do have control over is your mind, at least to a certain degree. And it's hard to give up control of that. And That's how I perceived sleep. It's like, I'm giving up control. I don't know what's happening to my mind. And I was like, I need to hold on to my consciousness as much as possible because I was afraid to kind of lose myself. So interesting way of going about thinking about that. But that's what kept me up a lot of times. I was fearful of losing control. And I remember times when I'd be slowly falling asleep and my body would jolt itself awake or my mind would like snap back on and I'd get a little bit of an adrenaline rush. And I was like, man, I almost had it, almost fell asleep. But nowadays, I don't have any of that anymore. My head hits the pillow. I could be asleep within five to 10 minutes. And I sleep like a baby. Sleep straight through the night, right? And that's going to be you. That's coming. And your time will come when you can also sleep like a baby. Just know that. No matter how hopeless it seems right now. So when it comes to insomnia, just to recap all of this, two things you want to do here. Number one is sometimes you have to realize the best thing that you can do the best play on the table right with the hand that you're dealt at that time is just to lie down close your eyes and focus on your breathing and that's the best rest that your body is going to get that's scenario one scenario two is if your mind is really wired and just racing and you can't seem to stop your thoughts it's like a freight train that keeps going sometimes you need to actually get up and do something else step outside get a Breath of fresh air, right? If you can do that, that may be a good idea. Or walk around the house a little bit, right? Just go to the next room, change your environment, right? Something new for your brain. You need some kind of pattern interrupt a lot of times to get your brain off of that freight train trajectory that it's going in, right? Or you could listen to like music. You can read a book. Ideally, you don't want to open up social media and start scrolling, although that's the easiest thing that you could do, and it's the best distraction. It's not ideal for healing because that's going to get you even more wired. Then you really won't be able to sleep. I know because I've done this many times, but just know that with insomnia, you know, there are people in our program, recovery jumpstart, their insomnia is absolutely brutal. One of our coaches in the program, actually, she went about nine days straight without sleeping and it got so bad that she actually had to go to the hospital because she was starting to go crazy and now she's fine. Now she sleeps like a baby. She's actually training for a duathlon right now. So biking and running and she's working out. She's fit again, right? And she's working full time. And she was in a place where she could not sleep for nine days. She was hospitalized. And uh, you know there it wasn't just the insomnia that caused her to go to the hospital. It was all the other symptoms. Crazy POTS, high heart rate, palpitations, brain fog, uh, insomnia. So there were so many things she was dealing with. And now she has her life back. And we see this all the time in our program in fact i'm going to pop up some snapshots up here where you can see all the people getting the best sleep they've had in years or sleeping through the night for the first time in such a long time or actually finally feeling refreshed in the morning upon waking there are so many examples of this happening so if these people can do it they were just like yourself when they first came to the program they were desperate to do anything to get their life back on track they were super frustrated with insomnia they were getting pretty emotional at the fact that they couldn't sleep and that kept them in a the spiral. But once you learn how to rewire a lot of the stuff, it's not just the insomnia that goes away. It's everything else, because like I said, they're all intertwined. And another thing I do want to mention is that if you do have an adjustment period, if you are in a little bit of a symptom flare, your insomnia may be a little bit more intense. You may experience more of it. And that is completely normal. That is just a clear sign that your nervous system is a little bit hyper-stimulated. That's normal. Remember adjustment periods are part of the process. And if you haven't seen my video about adjustment periods, definitely check it out right up here, because it's going to help you understand the difference between an adjustment period and a crash. Most likely you are in an adjustment period. So I hope you enjoyed this video. I hope you got lots of value out of it. Like I said, I just want to remind you that even if you have insomnia right now, no matter how bad it is, even if you haven't slept for days, just know that it does get better and we see it all the time. I've been through it myself. You know, once you recover, you're going to be sleeping like a baby. That is definitely something I appreciate nowadays. You know, I love my sleep. Now I get about six to eight hours of sleep a night. On the weekends, I'll sleep about 10 hours. And there was a time when I wish that I could just have one night of sleep. I would give anything, all the money in my bank account, take my car, take everything I have. I just want one good night of sleep. And... I get to experience a good night's sleep every day now. So I hope you got a lot out of this content. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you got lots of value. And if you did want some extra help on your recovery journey, if you needed some guidance and a structured plan, because that's really what we specialize in, we look at your symptoms, your activity levels, your history, all the things you've tried to identify the specific roadblocks for you. And we actually build you a personalized plan in our program. In addition to being able to interact with other thrivers, just like yourself. So if you were interested in that, just click the link down below. You can learn more about our program and everything we do to help people get unstuck. If you enjoyed this video, hit that like button, comment down below your favorite part. And always remember that you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.